Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. My name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded. So if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean, I'm not going to read it because it's already happened. It's in the past. It's pre-recorded and no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit. You might still get charged for it depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C. Feldman. Before we get going, I wanted to say something about what's going on in the world right now, because I've been thinking about it a lot. I'm talking about, obviously, the huge protests that have been sparked by the murder of George Floyd by police in Minneapolis. I mean, it was it was horrifying, and it happens all the time to black men. Eric Garner, Trayvon Martin, Christian Taylor, Philando Castile, they're only a tiny fraction of the people who have been killed by police in the US. Uh, not to mention here in the UK, you've got Mark Duggan, Christopher Alder, Sarah Reed, and nothing changes. And one of the reasons nothing changes is because of people like me. I'm a white man. I'm privileged. I am ashamed to admit I don't have to worry about being killed by the police in my interactions with them. And because I don't have to think about it, I don't often think about other people who don't have that privilege. And that just scratches the surface of the ways in which my life is easier and safer than a black person's because of my own white privilege. That's something I've known for a long time, and yet I hadn't fully realised just what that meant until this week, that my life is safer than a black person's. And that's disgracefully unfair. What have I done in my life so far to change that? Nothing. And I'm, I'm ashamed of that. And I'm just so ignorant of what I could do to help. And that changes now. Even in the last week, I've become a lot more educated on race issues in the US and at home in the UK, where we also have a huge problem. And unless I educate myself and do all I can to contribute to the end of structural racism, I will continue to be a part of that problem. And so basically what I'm saying is I'll try to do better. Signing petitions, donating to charities, things I should have done sooner. And for everyone else 
who is not black, who is listening to this right now, I want to say there's no shame in asking yourself difficult questions and admitting your blind spots because it's it's never too late. I hope to learn from this and do a better job. And hopefully if we all do that, we can all do our bit to make things a bit better. And that's what I would like to say about that. I felt we should acknowledge it. And and now we can we can begin the show. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Leeds, Alec Feldman. 21 pilots and leveling of concern. Before that, Megan Thee Stallion, Beyonce with Savage. I'm back. Remember me? Hi, Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio, live. Hello. How have we been? Are we all good? What's new in your lives? Guess what? I'm free. I have no more uni ever in my life. In 2017, I think on like the the third week of this show existing, I came on and I told you how I'd found my first week of uni. And now, that's it. We're done. No more. Alec, out. Mic drop. Uni, finished. Degree, got. Hopefully. I had to submit my last thing. On Wednesday, it was very anticlimactic. I will tell you more in a little bit but that's me done i am now a free man to do whatever i like whenever i like i don't have any jobs so i'll i'll just chill all the time this this is i mean gonna be the highlight of my week because it's all there is to look forward to no i'm kidding it's not that bleak but this is pretty much the only scheduled activity i have in my diary for the foreseeable future so that's cool and i have all the free time in the world to do what i want to do which is nice um, what have I done anything useful with it so far? No, no, I haven't. No, but but we can, we can in 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 the future, like I said. Um, so a busy week, and yet a, an uneventful week at the same time. How are you? Um, I hope you enjoyed the little Brit show I replayed you last week. Um, I thought I'd stick that on again from back when we were allowed to do things on the show this week. Um, my face mask has gone missing going to tell you about that after four o'clock also after four jedwood short things and before then baldness and rubbish speakers we will have a chat about all of those things and i'll tell you more about me finishing uni forever because even though it was sort of underwhelming i like to think i I did it in style plus we've got a 60 second guide someone zooming you returns another mystery zoomer i can only answer the phone to them if someone can guess who it is we'll do that before four o'clock as well And now, it's time for This Week I Learned. This Week I Learned. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I've learned a lot this week. So in This Week I Learned today, I'm going to share with you two things that kind of shocked me that I've learned this week. And then a third lesson I've learned, which is just entirely trivial and stupid, but also vaguely worth mentioning. So the first thing I learned that I was kind of surprised and shocked at, apparently the police in America... They have no constitutional obligation to actually protect the public. That's not their job. If something bad is happening, they are more than free to just totally ignore it. And by extension, they are more than capable of doing the bad things. And like, there's nothing in the US Constitution that says, oh, the police have to protect the people. That's not their job. They're there to protect property and not people, which was kind of shocking to me. I don't know about anyone else. 
But that was something I learned. I kind of went, what, really? Man, that place. I also learned this week, um, in the UK, the last time a police officer was successfully prosecuted regarding the death of somebody in custody, 1969. There have been many other deaths of people in police custody since then, but the only successful, or the last successful prosecution, 1969. Again, another slightly shocking fact that I wasn't aware of, and now I am, and I'm bringing it to you in case you weren't either. Those are the two serious lessons from the week. But we'll round off this week with something trivial, um, which is that I've learned this week, don't put J2O in the freezer and forget about it. I love J2O. It's it's my soft drink of choice. Love it. It's so summery and nice and tasty. And I bought some because they were on a special offer at Sainsbury's the other day. And I was like, I'm just going to put that in the freezer. And in a few minutes, I can take it out and it'll be nice and cold. Mm-mm-mm. But then I forgot about it. I came back to it the next day. It had frozen solid. But also because liquids expand when they freeze, it had expanded and smashed through the glass. Kind of leaked out a bit and therefore was undrinkable. So I did try to salvage it. I put it in a bucket, not a bucket, a jug to defrost, um, thinking, oh, I can just sieve the glass out. Um, but after after waiting quite a while for it to defrost, I came to the conclusion that the, there might be really tiny pieces of glass that could get through the sieve, and therefore it was somewhat unwise to drink J2O that had previously contained glass, even if I sieved it. So I just chucked it all which was disappointing so the moral of the story here is don't forget about your j2o if you put it in the freezer just put it in the fridge or remember to take it out before it freezes and expands and smashes its bottle valid lesson in life i'm sure you'll agree right next i will tell you about the way in which i ended my time at uni in style sort of first to baby roddy rich this is rockstar to baby and roddy rich that is rockstar it's wizard radio Alec Feldman here, back on till five. Lovely to be back. I've missed being on the radio. It's been it's been a long time. I've been on, but not like actually on. I've been busy. I'll, I'll tell you what I was doing. I was writing so many words. Within the space of about three weeks, I had to write about 10,000 words spread across many different assignments. My concentration is terrible. I don't think I've been able to concentrate on anything since my GCSEs. So... It was it was tough, but I got I got to the end. I submitted everything on time, and that means I'm done with uni. The last thing I had to do oh it was oh it's fascinating. It was four thousand words on George W. Bush. I know, half of which I wrote in a day. Just, just flexing a little bit. Felt like giving a little flex. Why not? And then I submitted that, and it was a very underwhelming submission actually. Yeah, I'd kind of imagined when I finished my degree, it was supposed to be an exam. If, like, lockdown hadn't happened, I would have finished the exam and come out and everyone would have been in the same boat and it would have been great and really exciting. And you'd be like, yes, I'm done. But instead, I finished it um, kind of with loads of stubble because I hadn't shaved for a few days. Hadn't brushed my hair. I was wearing my pyjamas and I was not even in Leeds. That's how it all ended for me (laughs) at uni, which was... Not very glamorous, not very exciting, very underwhelming, and I just I just clicked a button. That was it. I clicked a, a button on the computer that said submit, and then it was gone and done. So it felt kind of underwhelming, but it was not all bad because the people I'm living with at the moment are very, very lovely. And another one who's kind of living here, 
also finished their degree on the same day as me. And so instead of just having the day pass with nothing but an underwhelming click and some fish and chips, they organized a fake graduation. And it was it was one of the, the greatest things ever. I got made a cardboard hat. You know those hats with like the squares on top? The weird, I don't know what they're called, mortarboard or something. I got made one of them out of cardboard that I could wear. There's a lovely photo of me. Someone lent me a suit jacket so I could look all smart, but still got to graduate in slippers. How many people can say that, huh? Not many. And someone pretended to be like the, the head of the uni and gave an inspirational speech about how great we are. And then passed me a fake diploma and shook my hand and I walked across in front of some chairs. Honestly, I, I couldn't tell the difference. Even if I, I never get a real graduation, I don't care because I've had this fake one instead and it was very lovely and more than made up for the fact that, you know, we're in a pandemic. I don't get to throw my hat in the air, except I did. It was just made of card instead. It was great. It was really wholesome and sweet and just a lovely way to finish, oh my God, education forever. <sighs> That's not stressful at all. So many thanks to my very nice temporary housemates for the fake graduation i want to talk more about graduations because i know a lot of like primary schools might have a graduation you know high schools sixth form colleges they'll all do a little something i want to talk in more detail about this next on wizard radio first i want to play you this it's gracie abrams long sleeves it's wizard radio that was gracie abrams with long sleeves alec Feldman here i was just talking about how i finished education and uni for forever this week and I submitted my last assignment and my housemates gave me a little cute fake graduation ceremony with a speech and it was all really nice and wholesome and it got me thinking about kind of you know graduation ceremonies in general you know had I had a real graduation at my actual uni which maybe I will one day if, if I'm lucky I wonder who would have been the like the guest of honor you know they always invite someone really impressive or like inspirational to deliver an inspiring message to all the graduating students i wonder who would have been my one now some people some places get like barack obama and he'll give a graduation speech if you're really lucky or michelle obama two like hugely inspiring people or i don't know some politician or person that's achieved something against the odds they'll be there minor celebrities you know you know the drill um, and I also remembered that my secondary school did a little graduation thing for us when we finished. And they also had a guest of honour. Um, ours wasn't quite as exciting. We didn't get Barack Obama. We got Lord Andrew Adonis, who I believe was a, a transport minister in the Labour government in like 2009. Yeah, I know. A-list, right? Um... <laughs> And so I feel like the less prestigious or like, I don't know, not, what's the word? Like the lower the level of education, so like secondary school, sixth form, the less good generally the speaker they'll get is at the like end of education ceremony, graduation thing. So I'd like to know this afternoon, did you have something like this at your primary school, your secondary school, your high school, your sixth form? like a little graduation ceremony with either a minor celebrity or someone not that inspiring as the like guest speaker of honor 
if if you have a story like this, or maybe someone really good. If it was someone really good, then let me know as well. But I, I suspect it probably won't have been. Just can you just send me a text now? 07807 183 538. You can tweet me at WizRadio. You can email me as well, station at wizardradio.co.uk. If you had a you know a little graduation ceremony at the end of school, did anyone of note come to speak? Were they really famous? Were they actually not that famous at all? What did they say? Did they say anything embarrassing? Or like awkward? Did they say anything offensive? This is this is all the kind of information I would like if you've got it. Send it to me right now. 07807 183 538. We'll talk more about this very shortly. On the way, 220 Kid. And this from Harry Styles is Watermelon Sugar. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Please consume responsibly. Wizard Radio, 220 Kid and Gracie don't need love. Before that, Harry Styles. I'm Alec Feldman. Thanks for having us on this afternoon. Next, new Astrodes and Lainey is on the way. And then, it's someone Zooming you. It's back. We'll get another mystery guest on Zoom. But only if you can guess who they are. For now, though, let's get back to slightly rubbish graduation speakers. I was telling you about my fake graduation and then also about my secondary school graduation when we got a former transport minister from 2009 to deliver some words of inspiration to us all as we left sixth form. And I, I know there's just a whole minefield of these slightly rubbish speaker stories who maybe they put their foot in it or maybe they just a bit of a nobody. Got a message from Olivia. Says, I don't really understand why we even have primary school graduations. I remember being at my primary school graduation, still not really knowing what we were doing there. Like, finishing primary school isn't a big deal. It's not like uni where you challenge yourself and people drop out. Primary school is a bit inevitable. Anyway, the guest speaker at my primary school graduation was my mum. Literally. She's a chef. She spoke about making food for a living. That was the only guest speaker we had, and it was disappointing for everyone, including me. I was really upset. I felt like I'd let the team down. <laughs> That's brutal to your own mum. Oh man, was I mean, was it was it embarrassing? Or did you feel? Did you not feel any pride? Like, wow, that's my mum up there, giving people inspiration as their heads just kind of fall in front of them as they try to stay awake. Also, um, I like the idea that finishing primary school isn't a big deal because people don't drop out, whereas at uni they do. Therefore, <laughs> for anything to be an achievement, people have to get lost along the way. Is that how it works? Maybe so. Well, I I made it. I made it to the end. If you didn't, no shame. But I made it to the end of primary school, secondary school, sixth form, and uni. So I, I think that entitles me to a, an inspirational speech, at least from Olivia's mum, if no one else. Lee says, I remember at my primary school graduation, there was a rumour of a really exciting guest speaker. When I say a rumour, I mean it was a rumour actively spread by our teachers who told us of a special guest talker coming to speak to us at our graduation and how lucky we are for them to be there. There was a whole build-up and then, as we were sat in the graduation, the doors opened, our guest walked in and it was... our head teacher. It wasn't even like the book someone who'd pulled out. The whole time, it was our head teacher, a completely unimpressive woman who spoke to us about how excited we should be to be leaving. After that moment, I think we we're all ready to go. Well, there you go, Lee. That that was exactly the point. Your head teacher was like, 
oh, I just I just don't want the students to be sad when they leave. It could be emotional. I want to to leave it on a high. So what she did was just make it so underwhelming that you all just wanted to get out of there. And then it wasn't sad anymore. You're like, Ugh, come on, let's go. Let's get out. This is rubbish. And then it was no longer a sad occasion. <laughs> I like I like how much they built that up. Knowing full well that it was going to be a massive disappointment. <laughs> was it just for their own entertainment that they were like, hey, this will be funny. Let's get them excited. Let's make them think it'll be like Michelle Obama or Theresa May. No. It was someone cool. And then, then it's just your head teacher standing there. It's me, guys. Ta-da. Leah says, for my secondary school graduation, before we started sixth form, my school booked this magician who'd been on Britain's Got Talent. I don't remember his name. He wasn't one of the round ones in the final or anything. He'd appeared in the auditions round and never got through to the next round, but he'd been really plugging the whole as seen on TV thing. All I remember was that he got about 50% of his tricks wrong and then everyone in the audience started booing and we got told off the next day for disrespecting our guest. Oh no. <laughs> What a farce. Well, I suppose that's what happens when you book someone that didn't make it past the auditions round of Britain's Got Talent. Come on, at least get someone that got knocked out in like the first few weeks. I'm sure they're quite cheap as well. Yeah, I imagine where, where you must be in life being booed by a load of 16 year olds. And um, one more, it says from Jennifer, we have the local reverend who tried to juggle beanbags and then handed us all diplomas like he'd known us forever. Except he hadn't. It was the first time we'd ever seen the guy. Again, I, I like that. That, you know, a cute little local reverend comes in to say words of inspiration. But, yeah, a bit underwhelming. Alright, coming next. I have some bad news for you if you're bald. First, though, his Astrid S. This is Dance, Dance, Dance at Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio playing Astrid S. and Dance, Dance, Dance. I'm Alec Feldman. Thanks for having us on this afternoon. Lenny's playing next. I have some bad news for you. If you are of the bald persuasion, you've already got it kind of tough in life. You know, you've, you've got no hair. That's that's sad. Nobody really wants to be, to be bald. You know, people might try and, like, you know, slap your head or make fun of you. And... It's just, it's, I can imagine it's not that fun. You don't, you know, they get they get the rough end of the stick, I think, bald people. And it just keeps getting worse and worse. Because not only do they have all the negative consequences of being bald or maybe, you know, the loss of confidence and all that kind of stuff. Apparently, they're also at a higher risk of developing more severe coronavirus symptoms. It just gets worse and worse, doesn't it? not it's unfair this is according to some researchers it always is they they do research and i i quote baldness is a perfect predictor of severity says says one person according to some experiments they've done in spain uh, i don't i don't you know i'm not a, a virologist but this seems far-fetched to me that the amount of hair on your head can determine how prone you are to a virus and how bad the symptoms are but maybe what's it saying? the symptoms no the, the hormones something about the hormones can worsen your symptoms and therefore people are actually doing this is actual science that is taking place right now 
does being bald give you worse coronavirus symptoms? You see, it's just it's just not fair. It's a cruel world. We live in a society in which bald people just get really unlucky. And now it gets worse for them because they're at high risk of developing the worst bits of a potentially deadly disease. So bad news to the baldies out there. However, um, I've done extensive research into this. And yes, the tabloids went big on this whole, oh, bald men, coronavirus symptoms. Yeah, there's a link. Channel 4 Fact Check says, actually, it's not as clear. Um, It's also an age thing because generally, balder people are also older people. And maybe it's kind of fine. Take it with a pinch of salt. Don't worry about it. You're probably fine, even if you're bald. So it's not all bad news for the the light of haired. So, yes, I totally went for that clickbaity thing of being, oh, if you're bald, bad news. But actually, it's okay. So shout out to the bald people. You should be okay, even if you get coronavirus. And that scientific study was just... A headline grabbing exaggeration we're good coming next the return of someone zooming you we're gonna get a mystery zoomer and i'll answer the call if you can guess who they are that's coming next first laney good guys wizard radio Someone's zooming you Somebody's ringing the bell. and welcome one and all to another exciting edition of someone zooming you on wizard radio i am your host alec feldman the game it's had a couple of weeks off but now it's back it's back with a vengeance for another great round this is a very simple game i just i'm just chilling here but in a second i have a funny feeling i might get a zoom call from someone an unexpected zoom call is there anything worse than an unexpected zoom call. You're sitting there doing your thing and then someone's like, oh, let's zoom. And you're like, but I'm not wearing any clothes. I am wearing clothes, but I'm just giving an example. And, you know, I, I, do I want to pick up? I don't know. I think I only want to zoom, pick zoom, up this. Zoom, 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 oh, zoom. Oh, zoom, 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 zoom. It's happening already. Zoom, zoom, um, zoom, zoom. Right, I better take a look to zoom, see who zoom, it is. Zoom, zoom, Who's on the zoom today? Oh, okay interesting right i've seen who it is now as i was saying i only want to pick up to this person if one of you can guess who it is because otherwise well i just don't really want to talk to them it's rude to call unexpectedly so how how it works james in a second will ask me five yes or no questions ish they're both yes or no ish and also five ish um they're your clues that's all you have to go by you then have to guess who it is that's zooming me if you guess it right i'll pick up and if you don't then i will hang up very simple hello james zoom 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 sorry stop fighting me god my zoom today has been so busy i bet you're a popular man i am um all right who is zooming you i've missed playing this you know i've missed I've every missed um, it. but this time every saturday for the past two weeks i've um you know, just had people randomly zooming me. I don't, I turned down Alan Sugar the other week. I said, Alan. Oh, you're joking. I said, Alan, we're not playing the game this week. Yeah, oh, man. It was, it was Devastated. I know, I know. Well, you know, maybe he's phoned back this week. Maybe he hasn't. But my first question for you, Alec, is... Is it a man? It is a man. A man. So far, you're doing great. Is this man British? 
Yes, he is. It's a British man. Is this British man in the news at the moment? I wouldn't say particularly. Okay. Um, has this British... Is, when this British man was famous, was he in the news a lot? Uh, I can't remember. Oh. But probably, yes. Okay. When, um... He was... So, he's is he's dating back a little bit as well, because you can't remember. So, British man, he's not in the news at the moment. When he was famous, he was in the news quite a lot, but that was a while ago, is what I'm deducing. Um, my final question, then. Question number five. Is this man... Known for a crime. A crime? Yeah, for wow, committing a crime. A, a big statement. Um uh, No. No, I don't I don't think he is. There we go. So this man is British man, not known for committing the, a crime. Not in the news at the moment. It was a while ago, but when he was famous, he was in the news a lot. That is and he's not not a criminal. I said he hasn't committed a crime. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that the first one? Yeah, I said that first. My bad. Do you want do you want a little bonus, or do you think that's enough to go on? Um, let's do a bonus. Okay. The bonus I think this week will be they famously got caught short. Danny DeVito. Sorry. Um. <laughs> No, he is short. He, he is short. short. Um, oh, no, I, love, I love it if Danny DeVito zoomed me. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think I think he's quite an angry little man, isn't he? I think... No, I think he's quite nice. It's just probably because you've only seen him in Matilda. Am I right? No, and the One Direction music video. He was in a One Direction music video. Yeah, he played the role of a director and he was an angry man. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, also, if I it think is I Danny be, DeVito. I might be getting him confused for Paul Simon. Okay, anyway, continue. If it is Danny DeVito, I will exclusively ask him about Matilda and the One Direction music video. So, Thank fingers you. crossed Thank for you. the DeVito. In the meantime, if you have a guess, Danny DeVito or otherwise, you can send it to me on 07807 183 538, or you can tweet it to me at WizRadio, which is also where you'll find us on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can email it, station at wizardradio.co.uk. Who is Zooming me this week? They're a British man who's not currently in the news, but maybe used to be quite a lot back in the day. And this is a rogue question. They're not known for committing a crime. And the bonus clue, which led to that weird tangent about Danny DeVito, was that famously got caught short. Any ideas? Send them my way. And in about an hour's time, if one of you's managed to guess it, then I'll answer the Zoom call and we can talk about all sorts, including Matilda and One Direction music video, even if it's not Danny DeVito. We can just talk about that anyway, because I've got pre-prepared questions. On the way, I have some musical epicness for you. Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. That plays next on Wizard Radio. After the news, it's almost four o'clock. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet. Armand Van Helden and Lorne, that's Give Me Your Loving, Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande before that, with Rain On Me, which is so good. I've, I've been off for the last two weeks, I've been so excited to come back and play that song, because it's great. 
unashamedly. I love it. I'm Alec Feldman. This is Wizard Radio. Hello. Coming up in the next few minutes, I'll play Daniel Bradbury. I'll play Rosalia as well. This lockdown business, uh, is it still on? I don't really know. It feels like they're saying it's still on, but no one's really doing it anymore, which is a bit worrying. But since it was officially started, I've worked out. It's been 76 days. And I've just, I've started to notice it's really hit home in the last few days, just how much has changed since it started. Like, entire seasons, it was really cold and wintry when it started. And now, here we are. It's summer. It, it was quite nice last week. It's now not nice. The moment I finish my degree, it becomes miserable. But entire seasons have changed. I have, like, jumpers and a coat with me, and I really need shorts. And I've, I had to get some new shorts because it's hot now. So much has changed since Boris went on the telly and he was like, stay at home. Um, and I, so what I've done is I've just looked up some things just to put it into perspective that are less long than lockdown has been. So I'll run you through a few of the things that I found. Do you remember, do you remember in 2016, Donald Trump won an election? And I mean, that's just gone terribly worse and worse, hasn't it? Between him winning the election and him being inaugurated as president, that was only 74 days. So that's already two days shorter than lockdown has now been. Um, you know, the time between Halloween and Christmas kind of feels like it flies by. It's actually 56 days, which is quite a long time, but not as long as lockdown. We could have jumped from Halloween to Christmas in this time. A series of the X Factor, I know that's not really thing anyone cares about anymore but back in the day that was about seven weeks or 49 days again shorter than lockdown if you're of a religious nature this one's for you you know lent when you give up something in between something and something else pancake day is something to do. I, d- I don't really know but that is 46 days long i think according to a google search at least 30 days shorter than lockdown has been. That's how long it's been. We could have given up something in this time and eaten pancakes. That's how my understanding of it goes anyway. This is a fun fact that I have discovered. It's a world record. The world record, I don't know if this is Guinness certified, but (laughs) it was the first thing that came up. The longest time someone has gone without, you know, without doing a poo, not to be crude, that's 45 days. It's kind of understandable. If someone had gone an entire lockdown without going to the toilet, that would be very, very worrying. Not that 45 days itself isn't quite worrying, but, but wow. Well done. Well done to that person. Do you, remember, do you remember when everything felt happy and exciting and nice and it looked like England was going to win the World Cup, lol, in 2018? That whole period of time when it just felt like everything was going amazingly, was 32 days long. That was it. 30, just just 32. It felt like it was going to last forever, but no, 32 days. Ramadan, again, back to the religious theme, is 30 days long. There have been, what, two and a half, is that right? Two and a half Ramadans in this lockdown. Um, If you wanted to sail from England to America, sail the entire Atlantic, that's about 28 days, four weeks. And the last one I have for you, really historical. It took the Normans in 1066 
a mere 17 days to conquer the entirety of Britain. And meanwhile, we've been inside for many, many, many times that. So it's it's been a while. It's been a long time. That, I hope, can help put it into perspective just how long we've all been staying inside for. It's been a long time. And it might be a bit longer. Who knows? Or maybe it's not. Everyone's just going to stop. But there you go. Some fun facts, especially the one about the person that allegedly, so they claim, did not go to the toilet for a number two for 45 days. If you take nothing else from what I've just told you, remember that fact, because it's a good one. Next on Wizard Radio, I have some important news for you about Jedwood. I know it's 2020, but just bear with me. I'll tell you more after Daniel Bradbury. This is Never Have I Ever. It's Wizard Radio. Daniel Bradbury and Never Have I Ever on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman here. I saw a tweet this week. It was a really funny tweet, actually. It was about Jedward. Basically saying, who would have predicted when Jedward were on the X Factor in 2010 that they'd go on to be protesting at a Black Lives Matter march against a president who used to present The Apprentice? Or words to that effect, but it was a lot funnier than I just told it. Because there was a photo of Jedward at a Black Lives Matter march in LA. And I was thinking, wow, good on them. It's it's cool. I didn't know they lived in LA, but good on them for taking a stand. And this kind of led me to ask the question, what what have Jedward been up to in recent years? Are they still famous? Do they still have a career or do they have like normal jobs now? I was wondering at one point whether if you were to hire Jedward to do like an office job, would you have to hire them both? Do they come as a pair? You'd pay like one salary, but get two workers. Maybe they either, you know, share a desk and share a chair. Or, you know, John will do like Monday to lunchtime on Wednesday. And Edward will do lunchtime on Wednesday to Friday. You know, how would it work practically from a, you know, employer's perspective, from an HR perspective, paying Jedward as an entity? Could you get two of them for the minimum wage? Or is that highly illegal? I don't know. But this was one kind of line of thought I was having. Maybe Jed would do just work at an office. But I I looked into it and no, they are not in fact working in an office. They've actually been surprisingly busy. They've done all sorts. They were on Celebrity Big Brother twice um, in Series 8 and Series 19, which again raised the question for me. Do they come in a pair as that? Could you evict John without Edward in Big Brother? Or are they, you know, if one of them annoys you, they both annoy you and they both have to go. Is that how it works? So many complications from having a twin double act. But um, that's that's one thing they've been up to. But there's, there's been lots of other things. Um, they've advertised some stuff. They've been in pantomimes in Dublin. Apparently, they're also, I think, some of the richest people in Ireland by net worth, which is quite a good fact. They're they're models as well. But they've also (laughs) apparently been involved in quite a lot of quite dramatic legal disputes, which, again, I was unaware of. There was a a merchandise case, which I learnt about, where um, someone was going to make a Jedwood board game. (laughs) I'm not joking. A Jedwood board game. What? Jedwood Monopoly? Jedwood Snakes and Ladders? What What an incredible idea. But then, um, I don't know, I think, 
I can't work out exactly what happened, but basically someone wasn't able to make a Jedward board game. There was a complicated court case, including Jedward and their estranged parents, and there was a settlement for a large amount of money, but it doesn't say exactly what. But on this article in the Irish Independent about the Jedward merchandise case of 2017, an incredible picture, an amazing picture of Jedward outside court, who, by the way, no longer have that trademark like pineapple sticky up hair. That's off now. They're, they're not doing that anymore. That's gone. They've just got, you know, like uh, kind of fringes, I guess, brushed over, short back and sides, long fringe, that kind of vibe. Um, they're there outside court, obviously in matching clothes in like a, what would you call it, sort of a maroon velvety looking suit jacket and a black t-shirt. <laughs> um, one of them's doing the like, you know, muscle strength arm fist. The other one's just smiling nicely. In between them is their barrister, Desmond Murphy, <laughs> but he's wearing the full like lawyer outfits. You know, the weird jacket with all the buttons, the, the white thing on his neck. And yes, he's wearing the the judgy court wig thing. He looks distinctly unimpressed, kind of annoyed, a bit like, oh, come on, let's get out of here. Meanwhile, Jedward is standing either side of him, posing and being really happy about the settlement in their court case. Incredible. Just a photo that I think will stand the test of time. It really will. Beautiful. So there was that. That was another exciting thing I learned about what Jedward have been up to. But more to the point, this court case that took place ended up being a musical <laughs> for real. Someone made a musical about the Jedwood court case. Um, I, I I found out the name of it somewhere and I've now lost it, which is really annoying. But there was a musical, it was made, about Jedwood's court case. I need to see this. I I'll get back to you on what it was called because... I want to find out more. Is it on DVD somewhere? Like, are they going to make a movie adaptation of Jedward's big court case? So many questions. So there I was thinking, Jedward, their career's their career's done. They were fun on the X Factor ten years ago, and now they're just working in an office somewhere together, sharing a chair. But no, they've been busy. They've been in court. They've been had musicals made about them and all sorts. So good on them. I was very surprised to find out how busy Jed would have been. And now I have brought you this information too. So now you know what Jed would have been up to in recent years. I really spoil you. You can tell all your friends now that there was nearly a Jedward board game. Coming up next, my face mask. It's gone missing. I'll tell you more after Rosalia and Travis Scott, TKN. I have details on the Jedward musical. That was Rosalie, by the way, and Travis Scott. It's Wizard Radio. So it was called Trial of the Sanctuaries. And it was at the Edinburgh Fringe in 2018. And it was reviewed by the Irish Times, described as adorably awful. So there you go. That was the musical of a court case about a Jedward board game that took place. Phrases I didn't think I'd be saying on the radio today. But there you go. Yeah, I'm Alec Feldman, by the way, and I'm playing you Surf Messer soon, and Avenue Beat as well. My mask has gone missing. I'm very, very disappointed about this. You know how we're now being encouraged to wear face masks if we're going out and about? I could have been doing that. I could have been doing that for weeks. Except 
I was due to be sent a mask. It never arrived. Now this is this is kind of you know annoying. Post goes missing all the time. Sometimes things just don't get delivered. It's one of these things. But I I personally am particularly sad about this mask going missing because it well it just it has you know a deep emotional value to me because it wasn't just any old mask that had been bought from the shop. No 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 no. The face mask I was due to receive was it was from my mum. And she'd made it. She'd made it herself, especially for me. You know, lovingly put time and care and attention into making me a lovely face mask. Yes, it may have been out of what I suspect was one of her old bras, but that's fine. She was going to send it to me, and it was lovely. And I've been waiting for this for weeks and weeks. And every time I talk to her, I'm like, oh, the mask doesn't come. I mean, it, it probably won't come because it's probably sent about two months ago now. But I'm just, I'm just disappointed. That this mask never came. My mum went to all that trouble making me a lovely mask. Never get lost. Well, never arrived. Got lost in the post, which which means oh, disappointment of all disappointments. I I won't get to wear a face mask made out of probably one of her old bras. Oh dear, what a shame. Maybe maybe I owe the Royal Mail one. <laughs> nice one, guys. Um, but it has got me thinking. Had had this face mask arrived. Would I have would I have worn it? I don't know. I'd like to think I would have done. She obviously wanted me to, which is why she sent it. But I, mean, I don't know what it looked like. It could it could have been could have been awful. Imagine if it had like my name stitched into it, in like embroidery, Alex face mask or something. I don't know. But I feel like this this happens all the time. I'm thinking especially of knitwear. I feel like a lot of people get gifted knitwear from friends or parents or grandparents maybe it's been made knitted especially for them usually absolutely awful they do not want to go anywhere near it don't want to be seen in public with it don't want to be seen dead in it it just you know it you say oh thanks very much that's lovely and then you put it in the back of a drawer and it never sees the light of day again is this you have you received something made especially for you that you just don't want to use because it's either hideous or embarrassing or something there will definitely be a lot of these out there and i want to hear about them so if this is you if you've been made something slightly embarrassing that never been used hidden away forever can you send me a message just tell me about it 07807 183538 is my number or you can get me on socials at Wiz radio on basically all of them or email station at wizardradio.co.uk have you ever had anything slightly embarrassing made for you that you have then received, said thank you for, hidden away, never touched because it would just be so painfully humiliating to wear it in public? Not that I'm saying that would have been the case with my face mask had it arrived, but, you know, maybe some things happen for a reason, eh? <laughs> if that's you, send me a message now. I'll read out a few in a bit. Also going to play you Surf Messer right now. I hadn't heard of Surf Messer until very recently, and I wanted to know the story behind this song, so I just looked it up. I did a bit of research, I've got all the time in the world now to do even more in-depth research, obviously all fact-checked, referenced, using the Harvard system. And so I've got for you now a 60-second guide, it's completely accurate, to Surf Messer. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60-second guide. Surf Messer woke up one morning feeling inspired. An idea had come to him in his sleep. 
and he just knew he had to act on it. What if, he wondered out loud, someone did a Tropical House cover of I Love You Baby, the 1967 hit by Frankie Valli. His girlfriend, lying next to him at the time, told him it would be terrible and that he should go back to sleep. Despite the lack of encouragement, Surf Messer decided to carry on anyway. He spent the next two weeks of his life in the studio, barely going home, eating or drinking. He even went to the toilet in a bucket next to him. Then finally, after hours of work, the song was complete. There was only one thing left for Surf Messer to do. He had to call up Frankie Valli and get his blessing. After phoning him and playing him the track, Frankie said, What on earth have you done that for? You've ruined my song. There's no way you're releasing that. Surf Messer was distraught. Mr. Valley, please, he begged. You can take 50%. Frankie thought for a moment. Deal. And that's Surf Messer in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays 3 till 5. That's Avenue Beat. I don't really like your boyfriend. Me neither. Surf Messer before that, and Illy with Emily, an all-round rubbish song. I'm Alec Feldman, playing Sue, Benny, and then Miles is on at five tonight. Um, coming now, though, I want to talk about the embarrassing things that you know, parents, friends, family members have, have made for you lovingly. They've put their time and attention and care into it, blood, sweat, and tears. And they've given it to you, and you've been like, oh, thank you so much. But actually, it's been horrendously embarrassing. You want nothing to do with it. Thrown it away, back of the drawer, back of the cupboard, never seen again. This is absolutely nothing to do, by the way, with the fact that a face mask that was made by my mum out of one of her old bras, I think, never arrived in the post. And I'm not saying that. It actually did never arrive. But, you know, I, I think that's kind of okay. Royal Mail have done all right on this occasion, I think. Got a message to read you from Jamie. When I was in primary school, I had this girlfriend. We were deeply in love. Well, she was in love with me. I was just a bit like, yeah, whatever. Anyway, to try and win me over, she got her mum to knit me a jumper. I don't know why, but even then, I just didn't trust that. Like, knitting a whole jumper for me? Do you know how long that takes? I actually still have it in my memories box, but I've never worn it in my life. Because I just think it could be made out of hair or something creepy like that. What? That, that's like a nice, sweet gesture, Jamie. Why Why do you think it would be made of her hair? Did she suddenly come into school one day being like, Jamie, I've made you a jumper. Oh, and by the way, I also decided to get a haircut this weekend. And they came in with like a shaved head. Did that happen at the same time? Is that why you think it might have been made out of her hair? Or is this just cruel, blind speculation? I think it probably wasn't made out of her hair. Um, but <laughs> I also like that he's added he's never worn it in his life when it was made for him at primary school. I I think probably it wouldn't fit anymore. Maybe. Just, just saying. The time to wear it is probably passed, unfortunately. Maybe you could recycle it, turn it into a nice pair of mittens or something. If you want mittens made out of your primary school girlfriend's hair, I don't know. Go for it. Why not? Harry says this is actually super relevant to me because a couple of months ago one of my best friends who's a girl just saying made me a custom pair of trainers they took a white pair of pumas and made really nice patterns and drawings on them like they're nice but i just can't see myself ever wearing them you know what i mean walking around in a pair of trainers that have been sharpened beyond belief isn't a look that i think is really going to catch on anytime soon 
I thanked her so much for them, but deep down, I thought it was a bit weird. No, that's that's cool. That's creative. That's not like your nan knitting you a jumper. That's modern. That's contemporary. That's the modern day equivalent. That's really that's a really cool thing to do actually. Making shoes a bit more interesting and totally unique. I think that's a really cool idea. Um, I don't think I don't remember noticing anyone walking around with like sharpened trainers, or as he puts it, trainers that have been sharpened beyond belief. But I think I think you could pull it off, Harry. I think start the trend. People will follow. People will get on board with that, and you'll be the trendsetter. Or just keep them until other people set the trend, and then you can get on board and be like, yeah, I was on the the sharpie trainer hype all along and then be really cool be just not ahead of the curve neither behind the curve just on the curve that's what you could be sophie says this has happened to me so many times for some reason my friends always buy me clothes for my birthday and i just think that's the worst idea because it could go so wrong either the person might not like the clothes or they might not fit or anything could happen i've had every wrong thing happen i've been given clothes that are just not my style at all clothes that are the wrong size for me what were they thinking says sophie but i don't feel like i can ever say anything i just never wear the clothes and nobody ever says anything to me about it so i feel like we all have a mutual understanding i just wish they'd give me the cash instead i mean that that's a mood <laughs> i wish they'd give me the cash instead um but yeah surely they notice that you don't wear them and they i don't understand if there is this mutual agreement in which they get you the clothes, you say thanks and don't wear them, and they don't ask about it. Why are they still getting you the clothes? Surely, surely they can't know. They can't know that you hate everything they've ever bought you, you because otherwise they'd just stop, and they would just give you the cash instead, or like a voucher, or be like, hey, let's go shopping and I'll buy you something. But yeah, I think maybe a conversation needs to be had just so you don't get loads of clothes that you then have no intention of ever wearing. It just seems a bit sad. I mean, there's always charity, I guess, but I guess you just want some nice birthday presents that you could actually wear. Yeah. I think, surely, or just, they can just ask. It can be so easily solved. This problem is so easily fixed if you didn't just be like, oh, thanks, and give it the silent treatment forevermore. I think a lot could be done, potentially, to resolve that one. But yeah, the alternative option, just never mention it keep them hidden that also works just give me give me one second <clears throat> there we go yeah um i think in my experience i usually do all right when i get given clothes for my birthday or like just as a gift they're normally they're normally the right size and if not they'll be like oh if it's not the right size you can take it back it's fine it doesn't yeah i think you're overthinking this one sophie personally jason as well has been in touch one of my friends bought me a playstation for my birthday what like the actual console i was literally blown out of my mind he says like a playstation is actually really expensive and i've been saying how much i wanted one for so long this was a few years ago by the way so it was like a ps3 or something not the most recent one anyway after i took it out of the box something really obvious dawned on me it was a fake i still don't think they know i know but it has the wrong plug socket so it doesn't fit the wall and any disc I've ever put in it has been scratched. I didn't even know that there were rip-off PlayStations, but I have one. Wow, there's, there's a lot there. Both the the original like, 
Oh my god, you've got me a place. What? Why? This is so much money. Why have you done this? And then the sort of the second part almost answers the first part. It's like, why have you done this? Because it was actually a fake knockoff. And then yeah, you'd feel too mean being like, uh, excuse me, this is rubbish, it doesn't work. Wow, what a what a whirlwind, a roller coaster of a story. Have they never come round and been like, hey, let's play on your, your PS3 and you'll be like, um, <laughs> no, it doesn't work. Interesting. Well, what, what an unexpected end to that story. Thank you for those. I have appreciated them very much. I still live in hope that one day my bra face mask will arrive and I can wear them and look really cool on my weekly trip to Sainsbury's, but, but not yet. One day, one day. Right, we'll find out who has been zooming me in a second. Let's play this first, though. Benny Gus Dapperton, super lonely. Benny Gus Dapperton, that's super lonely at Wizard Radio. Remember about, I don't know, half an hour ago, I was telling you about what Jedward have been up to in recent times. I got some special clips of Jedward just to remind you who they were, and then I totally forgot to play them. I know, and so, just because we've got a couple of minutes, let's hear them now. Jedward, you remember Jedward from the X Factor, who said this. Hey guys, I'm John. And I'm Edward, and together we are John and Edward. And as you guys know, we're twins, and together we are known as Jedward. Your absolute faves, John and Edward. They, they were so close, weren't they, to, to making that connection. We, we are known together as Jedward, but oh, never mind. And they also, possibly their most notable song, I suppose, was this cover of Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice. All right, stop. So anyway, that's Jedward. I know I was talking about them half an hour ago, but I got the clips and I wanted to play them because they're kind of funny. So that's Jedward who went to court over a board game and now I don't know what they're up to now, but I'm sure they're doing great. Anyway, moving on, it's time for someone zooming you. Zooming you. Somebody's ringing the bell. I am your host of Someone Zooming You, Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. Miles McCorsky here in 10 minutes' time. Someone earlier on, they kind of totally out of the blue, they zoomed me. I wasn't expecting their zoom, it just appeared. And I don't like unexpected guests. I don't like it when unexpected guests come to my house. I especially don't like it when unexpected guests zoom me. So I'll only answer the zoom call if one of you could guess who it was. I gave some clues, obviously. I wouldn't make you go in completely blind. They are a British man who's not currently in the news and may have been in the news a lot in the past, but I don't really remember because I wasn't there. They are not known for committing a crime. With a rogue question there from James Gilmore. And the bonus clue I gave you was that um, they they got caught short once. That's... That's all I can tell you about this person that's zooming me this afternoon. We have some guesses, so let's go through these and see if anyone has got it. Paulina is the first guess. I think Ed Sheeran is knocking on your door. He's not knocking on my door, Paulina. He's zooming me. Come on. It's it's a lockdown. Get with the program. There's a pandemic on. I know I've guessed this before, but he is a British man who's not in the news at the moment, a bit irrelevant now, and isn't known for committing a crime, but is known for being an annoying neighbour. This is true. I feel like he was also famously caught short because he's really famous, but kind of really ugly. No offence to Ed Sheeran. 
In a world of good-looking celebrities, he does not fit the bill. I don't, I don't fully follow you, Paulina. I think the meaning of got caught short may be unclear, because I think Paulina thinks it means kind of it's just got I don't know unlucky in the looks department. Is that the vibe I'm getting? Just he's not conventionally attractive. She's saying about Ed Sheeran. Yeah, I feel like I do remember you previously guessing Ed Sheeran. And again, previously using the opportunity to, 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 to criticise his looks. Really not an Ed Sheeran fan, clearly. Paulina does not find him musically or aesthetically pleasing, it seems. It's not Ed Sheeran who's on Zoom. He's on his little two-year disappear, isn't he? So no, it's not him. Ooh. There's a thought. Ed Sheeran disappears. All of a sudden, global pandemic. Connection? Maybe. Illuminati confirmed. Leanne says, Okay, despite the fact he isn't British, I think it might be Danny DeVito. The name Danny DeVito has just been said on air too many times today for it not to be him. Why else would you keep saying Danny DeVito so much if it wasn't Danny DeVito? It would be disrespectful to Danny DeVito if it wasn't Danny DeVito. Why indeed, Leanne? Why indeed? Well, we've just said Danny DeVito many more times, so I'll say Danny DeVito a few more times after that, just to let you know that Danny DeVito is not the person who's Zooming me this afternoon. I'm afraid you, Leanne, with your guess of Danny DeVito, are actually incorrect. Danny DeVito. It's not him. Sorry. Nice guess, though. <laughs> Definitely not spoon-fed to you by constant mentions of Danny DeVito. But maybe, maybe I should go and watch Matilda later. I feel inspired all of a sudden. But no, it's not him. Matty says, Is Alan Sugar knocking at your door? He's a British man who isn't currently in the news, but in the past he has been a lot. And James mentioned him earlier, which I think is a hidden bonus clue. In terms of him getting caught short, I think he is quite a good short, uh, quite a short person. And he got caught short in history because he hosts the show that then got remade to being the show that made Donald Trump famous. So I think the history books are a bit undecided on how he will be viewed. <laughs> are you saying Lord Sugar gave the world Donald Trump? Are you making that connection? I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it's the butterfly effect. Who, who knows? No, it's not. It's not Shugzy. He's not knocking at the Zoom or whatever, whatever it's called. <laughs> He's not zooming me. Just, I thought the phrase "getting caught short" was quite commonly known. But it looks like people don't know what it means because, to me, getting caught short is when you like you're in a public place, you're out somewhere. There's no opportunity to go to the toilet, but you need to go to the toilet. That's what I thought it meant. But maybe I, but maybe I've got it wrong because everybody else seems to think it means like I don't know, being a bit unlucky. Uh, wow, An interesting learning curve today. Anyway, no, it's not Alan Sugar either. Thanks for playing though, Matthew. Gideon as well has messaged me. Is it Michael Fassbender? I feel like he got caught short because lots of people don't actually know he's British. They just think he's American or something like that. He's very misunderstood in that way, which is sad for him. Yes, poor, poor Michael Fassbender. So troubled, so misunderstood. He just wants people to realise that he's British. No, it's, it's not him either. That, that's not what getting caught short means, is it? Am I the, am I the crazy one here? I feel like if everybody else thinks getting caught short means something else, then I'm the one who misunderstood the phrase. Which meant it was a rubbish clue, so I'm sorry. Sorry to all who have played someone Zooming you today for my terrible clue. 
not Ed Sheeran, not Danny DeVito, not Alan Sugar, not Michael Fassbender. Nobody got it right today. Not one of you. Maybe the clue I should have given, instead of he's known for being caught short, was that he's, he really likes a packet of ready salted. Because this British man, who's not in the news, but maybe used to be in the news a lot, and isn't known for committing a crime, I'm talking about Gary Lineker, former Leicester City and England footballer, who famously got caught short on a football pitch and did a poo mid-football match. I think it was the 1990 World Cup. He, he did a poo, he kind of shuffled off the pitch. You can watch the video on YouTube. That's who was zooming me today. He also loves eating crisps, but nobody guessed that. So, Gary, sorry, mate, I'm going to have to decline this Zoom. Goodbye. There is no time to talk to you today. I'm sorry. Goodbye. And that is the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening. It's been great being back live with you. I'm back next week, Friday at 3, Saturday at 3. I'm on two days, Friday the week for mixtape. Saturdays with this, we do it all again. So come hang out, it'll be really nice. And get the podcast called Alex Feldman, the podcast, if you've missed anything. I thank you. Have a great Saturday evening. Mars Mikulski is up next. I'm going to finish with this song by Fletcher. This is bitter. Here goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.